Welcome everyone to another episode of the She Ventures Now podcast. I am your host, Gail Nicole, and I'm also the founder of SheVenturesNow.com, where I encourage millennial women to make quantum leaps in personal change. That change could mean changing your career. It could mean making a change in your love life. It could mean starting a business. At any rate, in today's episode, I have an example of another person who has ventured into the waters of business startup. Her name is Allison Kerr, and we go way back. Um, we both went to the University of Florida, go Gators, and she's been an inspiration to me at being a creative entrepreneur who's persistent towards her dreams no matter what, no matter what the cost is. I remember getting emails from Allison as she was making her transition from full-time uh, working as an employee to moving to Tampa and going after her dreams to uh, working full-time for herself. And so she has pivoted many different times and has learned lessons along the way. And I love her vulnerability, her transparency, and I feel like she has clues towards success and weathering the storms of entrepreneurship. I'm also think- thankful that she was able to just do an impromptu interview with me in Gainesville at the time. And so I think a little bit of my excitement uh, bleeds through in the interview and you'll see. So listen and take note. Alex Nemo, I dedicate this interview to you. Okay. <laughs> we love you. Okay. So he interviewed you. What happened? He interviewed me and started asking me a bunch of questions about my life and transitioning to being a full-time entrepreneur and what that looked like and some of the struggles and especially as a black woman and all this other, we went all over the map, but I mean, it was, Allison, you need to tell me your story though. Cause okay. I feel like it's something, <laughs> no, I'm serious because I think when I was in college, I didn't really understand that you were trying to, what you were doing. I still, I feel like a lot of, I didn't understand what I was doing. <laughs> but like you, a lot of us don't know. Yeah. And tell that story because I think, I think what's noteworthy about you and Robin is you guys have such large history of yeah. being committed to what you were trying to do. You know, Adapt Magazine has come a while and it's morphed uh, it's, now. It's morphed. And yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I initially, I, I had only desires to set, to start a magazine. Yeah. And that was it. I mean, I, and I went back and forth, like asked people, should I do this? I don't know. I was really doubtful about whether it was something God wanted me to do. Yeah. Um, but I had centered my whole like education, everything around the premise that I was going to go and start a magazine. Wait, what's your, what was your major? Journalism. Oh, so you, okay. Yeah. So I like, like legit was like, no, we're going this direction. All the courses that I took, I specialize in magazines and online media mm-hmm. and design. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Specifically to just focus on this magazine. Pause. Did your online media concentration courses touch on blogging? Like, was that yeah. even around? It was, it was, it was new, but it was, that's how I kind of got into starting the magazine because it was a blog first Okay, and blogging was very new back then. Um, that's so strange. That was, isn't like, that crazy? Years ago. Right. That's what's so crazy. Blogging was new <laughs> blogging like 10 was years ago. 10 years ago. But I remember, do you remember, um, it wasn't MySpace, but it was like the next thing. 
that people were doing that were blogging. And I was like, who has time for this? Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I don't remember. What Zanga. Yes. Zanga. Yes. Oh my I remember gosh. them bringing that up in my classes. Like, oh yeah, you could do profiles on Zanga or da da da. And I'm like, hmm, I'm trying to just read this book right now. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to do a yeah. blog. So, but everything that I did, I took in to try to just go ahead and start this thing. So, um, never intended to become an entrepreneur. I like the idea of business, but it scared me. Um, yeah. mostly because of the business classes itself. Like I didn't think I was smart enough to actually do it. Yeah. I think a lot of people face that. Too. Yeah. And like, I even business people, even, I was a business major. Yeah. And it's like, and you know how hard those classes were. I mean, I took microeconomics three times. So <laughs> I, I, like, I got a D in business finance. I had to retake it. And yeah. you got like a C. I don't know. You passed though. <laughs> and then I got a C in marketing. Why did I get a C in marketing? Right. Like this doesn't make sense. I think UF just makes things intentionally yeah. hard. Like I think I was lazy too. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like you studied a lot though. I feel like every time I saw you, you were studying. <laughs> Isn't that sad? It's weird because I feel like you learn. You're in college. You're trying to figure out how you study and like yeah. how you learn. Yep. And you're not like getting or I didn't know how to get the feedback quicker on how to study or how to learn yeah so they don't teach you that I feel like you should learn that a lot earlier in life because I did not realize I had photographic memory until after college and I was like dang do you know how I would have like passed so many work classes had I known that I had photographic memory I could have just wow stared at thing and then (laughs) remembered what it looked like so my dad was like yeah that's how I passed all my classes and my dad you couldn't tell me that like why did you tell me (laughs) so you know it's it wasn't, it was never a goal of mine to do that. I was trying to stay away from um, business as much as possible. I was going to minor in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. You right. did minor it. No, I did. I, I decided not to. It was the first year that it came out um, at I US. That. I remember that. And I was, would have been like one of the first classes to take, um, or first semesters, I guess, to take that course. And I opted for leadership instead. So I think it was, yeah, communication studies was my minor. Wow. So, <laughs> just because of fear. So um, it's just kind of, I guess, ironic slash maybe Jesus that like I ended up going in this direction and, and becoming more in love with business and starting businesses. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. Like I have no desire to do anything with journalism. Like I'm like, I came out of school and I was like, why did I study this? Yeah. <laughs> like, I do, I don't want to work for a newspaper. I don't want to work for magazines. Like, and with journalism, it is, it's a very uh, versatile degree yeah. depending on, you know, what avenues you decide to take with it. So yeah. thankfully everything that I have done, my internships, even the jobs that I've had post-grad, like I've been able to use my degree very, very much in those roles. Um, But my mission and focus was only the magazine, even maybe like three, when did I graduate? 2010. So even up to that point, it was only that. And then the only reason I shifted was because I had a life change. I lost my job in 2012. And wait, wait, wait. peel back though, because I feel like, there was evolution to the Allison Curve. I feel like <laughs> there's, there's a dad magazine. <laughs> yeah. You were doing a dad. I was, yeah, only doing that. And then 
you started graphic designing. Yeah, that was 2012. Oh, really? Yeah, so that was the year. Oh, okay. So I was doing it, like, a little bit, like, in college, but it was more, like, for Chi Alpha, like, on the side. Okay, okay. Friends asked me to do some things or whatever. Uh, but I was not, again, not intending to make a business out of it. I then. just had the skill. <laughs> I actually fell in love with graphic design my senior year. My senior year? Yeah. My senior year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I don't know. It was like something just like came alive in me, like when I started doing that, and I realized I'm like, oh, I'm actually like good, good at this. Like, yeah, like I can I can make stuff look nice, and <laughs> this is cool. I kind of like this. Yeah. And so, you know, my my professor at the time had encouraged me to like apply for some internships, like in graphic design, and working mm. with, and, and I was gonna apply for them, and I just like chickened out. I was just too See, afraid. That's so funny, <laughs> like that your professor encouraged you to apply for an internship. Yeah, like I'm so. It's funny. Like, I, have you read Seth Godin's stuff? You know Seth Godin. I know who he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has an ebook called um, "School Stop Stealing Dreams." <laughs> like the thing makes you it's like you will have a coming come to jesus moment reading yeah his ebook yeah it's a simple read basically it just talks about how like schools need to stop um schools need to evolve from the industrial era of making people think that they need to go work for a business and mm. you just need to solve problems yeah and possibly ship your product ship your service kind yeah of thing. and it's funny that your professor was like go get an internship when clearly you could start your own side puzzle, side business, and really be paying off either loans or paying for tuition oh or gosh. saving up money while you're in school. You know I, yeah. what I mean? And I, while you have the time and the free and wherewithal of like testing and strategizing. And if you just have that prodding, whether from a parent or from a professor of just like, you can do this and be known and kind of quickly build your resident expertise amongst your small community of friends right then. And that and you're absolutely right because it was that was the mindset was no you have to have a degree. And if you don't have a degree in it then you're not you're not legit. If you haven't done internships you're not legit. Like you you need experience to be able to prove that you deserve for people to pay you to do this thing. And so, you know, I I, again chickened myself out of those pursuing those opportunities because one, I was focused on the magazine. That was my aim. And two, I didn't think that I was good enough to actually get paid to do it. So fast forward. Not feeling good enough. (laughs) We're going to table that and come back to it, but keep going. Uh, Fast forward into 2012, I am at this point, I'm working for um, a CPA firm Mm -hmm. in their marketing department. And I mean, I thought I had like hit the jackpot with the job. It was really? Like a really great opportunity, pilot position. They never had anybody in it before. Um, I was like a marketing communications coordinator. So um, I did a lot of different things, but I was still using literally every skill that I had learned up until that point in this job very yeah. extensively. And I mean, I, I thought this job was, I was going to be there for like five years, maybe, you know, um, I, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do in Gainesville. So I was like, if I make it to two years, that's even great. Yeah. Um, and then things started just not working out and, you know, my boss decided that, um, it was better for us to part ways. Mm -hmm. And so when that happened, I mean, I had just moved to a new apartment by myself and, um, was taking on like my car stuff, all the, all those things, insurance, yeah, bills, yeah. like all by myself. You know, massive the departure time. from your oh, yeah. oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I am, um, you know, I'm like 23, 24 at the time. I'm like, 
this is great. You know, I'm going to be an adult now yes. and stuff. And then it's Girl. like, got fired. Like, what? Yeah. Right out from under me. Dang. So, um, I, and that broke me. Like, I, yeah, it did. Like, I was not. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for it. I wasn't expecting it. I felt like Jesus failed me. Like there was just so much going on in my mind. And I just kept going like, Lord, what, what am I supposed to do with this? Like I would wake up and I'm like crying because I'm just like so stressed out. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I had to file for unemployment and just all this other stuff. And it was just so stressful. And so I was like, man, okay, God, like you, brought me here there's a reason for it i'm not ready to go home yet so i need you to figure something out what do you want me to do and so i started started getting prodded to like think about um starting up my design business and yeah and i knew nothing about how to get clients or marketing or even like how to even start a design company so i started like reading stuff online and talking to people and um, just trying to get, it's kind of the same thing I did with the dad. I'm like, I, I like feedback. So <laughs> I'll like go to yeah. people and be like, so what do you think about this before, you know, I actually do it. Um, yeah. I'm a calculated risk taker. So same here. yeah, well, <laughs> I don't, that's actually a it. business skill too. Yeah. See, know? and I didn't, so. I didn't know that, but, and the Bible talks about that, you know, even when you're building something, he's like, you got to count the costs. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, um, kept getting prodded to do that and I had I had an LLC already for the magazine with unconventional media which Rob and I had started up together Uh um and then I was like well I'm not using it for anything else but the magazine right now you know maybe I could use that as the company name and just add graphic design services onto it so I went and like updated the business plan that Rob and I had put together like however many years ago oh my gosh she's gonna like totally (laughs) straight when I tell her and then you know added in the graphic design part and you know um uh, and I started just praying because I'm like, God, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I feel like you're telling me oh, to do this. I and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I said, I'm like, look, I put a fleece out. If you want me to do this, then you need to have at least like two people call me this week and like send me them for work. Like, can you just send me like two people? Can you please wow. do So lo and behold, (laughs) that week I got a phone call from John Lash and another friend, two completely different people, don't know each other. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Suzanne Delica, do you know her? Yeah. So, okay. So John Lash and Suzanne Delica call me complete, two completely different people. I don't, I don't think they know each other. Um, that week. And John's talking to me about a project for a greenhouse. Um, greenhouse was just like getting ready to rebrand yeah. as greenhouse. We were still first assembly at the time. Um, actually, no, not not yet, not quite yet. But they were they were doing some stuff, and they asked. He was like looking for somebody to do work, and I had done stuff for Chi Alpha for him before. Right. So he was like, "Hey, you want to do this project?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, sure, I guess." And he's like, "How much you charge?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'll let me think about that and get back to you. Mm-hmm. And then Suzanne wanted a logo for her own business because she was starting up a consulting company. I remember that. And yeah. And so I'm like, all right, well, um, you know, let's talk about it. And it was crazy because like, I don't know where this came from, but like even the idea of like process and flow and branding and how to create a brand and all that stuff, it was just like intuitive intuitive like second nature it just Mm -hmm. came out of me and i'm like i never read anything on branding before never studied it 
But you had an eye for it because you had been doing the magazine. Yeah. And your magazine speaks to your, I mean, between, especially having friends like you and Robin, who are both magazine editor-in-chiefs, yeah. founders, of publishers. I don't know how else to add epithets to my name. Yeah, that's great. But like, yeah. you have to, it, it, it seems like people who are magazine publishers have a natural eye for art yeah. and for branding. Yeah. So you kind of had it. You had to. Yeah. And every time I look at it, adapt, I'm like. <laughs> This is like stuff that's out there in the marketplace yeah. right now. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So and it was it was even that thing because with Adapt at the time, this all this like even the evolution of Adapt happened during the time that I lost my job. Okay. So all of this stuff was coming together. You were adapting. I was adapting in my own world, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there my my. I mean, I was ready to give it up. I honestly was like, I'm just going to walk away from it. Like, this is just not working. My mom was like, no, you can't do that. And I had really? some other friends that, like, really encouraged me. And they were just like, listen, like, you've come this far. I don't think that God's done with it yet. And you need to, like, stick it out. And yeah. maybe this is the time that you have now to turn it into what you always saw it being. Wow. And moving it in that direction. Because she's like, you don't, have, you don't have a job right now. Like, you have this so much free time. Like, just keep work going. on it keep working yeah don't yeah. give up on it you know like you're just like you're you're making ends meet like you don't have you know you don't have a job right now but that's okay like you're being provided for it's okay yeah. and so um I did I I kind of went back to the magazine and and started evolving it and so the digital format that it's been in yeah was what came out of that time mm -hmm. um and my I mean my team never left like I, I've had the same team the same group of people for the really? last however many years and who's on your team so um it's me and then my mom's my assistant editor um Get out of town yeah <laughs> Your mom helps you edit your magazine. Yeah, she does. She likes doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's a writer, so your mom's a writer. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, she she does stuff. For, she works for Disney, so that's just like awesome. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so um, it's her, and then the rest of my volunteer team, which consisted of, consisted of my uh, my best friend Monica, and then a team of other writers that have come in and out over the years yeah um so there's been about like six to seven of them like consistently we've had some guest writers and things like that throughout yeah. the time um but it, it it's always been able to stay afloat like yeah. anytime that something's been going on with it like it it's just always been there so um i i and in my brain i was just like this makes no sense how am i going bigger than I've ever gone with this thing with no money, with no funding, no advertising. Like yeah. I don't have a team. Like how am I, what am I doing right now? This should not be happening. Yeah. And it was. And so, um, I think part of it was because like, I didn't want to be a pretender. I didn't want to be someone who like mean. was trying to fake it to make it, you know? And I, know. I just, I'm not, that's not me. I'm like, if, if I don't have it, I don't have it. Yeah. I'm not going to fake it. But in some sense even in business like you kind of do have to fake it to make it you have to and it, it's more than just uh for show but it's for like you internally to remind yourself into until you believe that yeah. you are the thing wow. that you're trying to produce yeah. or put out or whatever it is so I um it's weird I think I know what you're saying it's like you yeah. have to put on confidence yeah you do confidence is not just inborn like you have to like train yourself to put it on exactly and while you're you know, while you're kind of, it's part of being a professional too. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to be a professional writer, if you're going to be a professional publisher of a magazine, even before you feel it, like yeah. you need to operate in that. 
And that's something I, I definitely can relate to what you're saying, because there's such a, I think there's such a, a common um, challenge in anybody that's starting something new, which is purpose of me kind of like recording you is the whole <laughs> imposter syndrome you feel yes. like you're not real yes. you don't feel authentic no you don't feel it's weird too and it's funny the thing is if you don't address it like it comes up in your pricing it does you'll always limit yourself you always feel like you're not you can't charge higher yeah when you're putting in a lot of work and energy things that people p- things that are even intuitive cost money like it's not because it's easy for you doesn't mean that you should just for them yeah that's yeah. why they're hiring you. Yeah. yeah. And you're you're absolutely right. Cause I and I even with my pricing at first, I I was not comfortable charging people more what than wouldn't. Yeah, because I I felt bad almost. I'm like, well, it's, it's I don't want to give them something they don't like. And like if it's not good, then I feel bad charging them for it. But I haven't been doing this for very long. Oh, I mean ever. So <laughs> why would I charge? So what I did, I I did put together value-based pricing mm-hmm. initially because I, for my graphic design company, um, because I didn't like having a charge by the hour. I thought that would scare people away. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. And so, but if they could see like, okay, well, you know, she put in this much time into it and mm-hmm. the end result was this value. I got this, this, and this from yeah. it. Then that's usually something that people, and, it, and it's not as messy. It's just cleaner. Oh, no. Yeah. I heard um, one of my sort of mental mentors is, is Dan Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to coaching, at least in that realm, yeah, he's complete, he's staunchly against hourly pricing. Yeah, like he's like you do, you need to let go of it. You need yeah. to be more product based. Yeah, pricing rather than people are paying you for a result, so you need to charge by that. Like you know, so it, it helps a lot. It makes things super simple. It really does, and it it made my life a lot easier because I could just tell them a rate. And have to go back and forth about it. And then what I would do is every year I would up my pricing. I would force myself to do it because I, I didn't want to get stuck knowing that if I sat there and actually calculated out what I was making, I couldn't survive off of that. Yeah. So every year I've gone up on my pricing. Yeah. Um, until I, I've, you know, and now I'm like, you know, if you look at the packages on my website, it's like, <laughs> how did you get from there to there? Like. Yeah. You know, I'm like, and so, you know, not everybody can afford my rates, even at that rate, but there's some women that, that's what was encouraging for me. I saw other women who were doing the same thing, charging three times what I'm <laughs> making. And I'm like, did you feel like crap? I did. I was like, <laughs> oh girl is over here. She just started her business. She just started. Ago, and she, she doing? she's booking clients at 5,000 a month. Yeah. What am I doing? Like, Look, you need those people in your life. Right. And Don't only, let people help you eat. They do. They <laughs> do. And and she's only booking 12 clients a year. And it's kind of smart. It's more sustainable. No. Because yep. she doesn't burn out. She nope. can do whatever she wants. And she knows how long her you know her schedule is. It's going to take six to eight weeks to finish this project. Boom. All right. Yep. What's the next one? Yep. So, and I'm not the only one that struggled with that. Like, a lot no, of. Oh, it's so common. Everybody. And, yeah, I struggled with it. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It, it, it's it's weird too because it's almost like we want to bake in this trial based type <laughs> feeling like I'm an intern for myself, right, 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 US, right. And while I build up my credo, right, and it's like no, no, it's really just a lack of belief in self, though. Oh yeah, it's really. In it fact, is. it's funny. A lot of times, interns are given work nobody else wants to do, right? So they get the intern, right? Charge less, right? Companies are totally pimping us out. Oh, I know. But they are. They're smart. They are smart, and thankfully, I was able to get all paid internships when I was in college but I'm I know like some of my friends have worked way way harder in their internships than they get anything yeah. you know 
Yep. So, I mean, it, it was, it was just crazy that that was how all of that developed. But so, you know, I, I started the company that way. Mm-hmm. And then um, I did end up taking on a part-time job mm-hmm. working at an apartment complex, which that was a whole another identity Really? Crisis. <laughs> and this is, so we're past 2012. So this was in 2012. So okay. so all of this in the same year, and I'll come back because I ended up starting another business that year too. Um, <laughs> I love it. I didn't launch it yet, but the idea for it came in 2012. So um, when I, my parents encouraged me to get a job, um, a part-time job, which I think was smart. I didn't want to at first because I was like, I'm believing in faith. In 2012. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm believing the Lord's going to take care of me. It's going to be fine. And they're like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. It'd probably be wise though for you to just have a backup plan. Like just something yeah. to fall, you know, just on those weeks that you don't have, you know, no, I'm like, okay, fine. Fine. Yeah. So I did. Um, I wanted something easy and, and not, wasn't going to be super stressful. So um, the apartment complex was looking for someone and, um, at the time, had a friend that was working there, and he knew I had a background in marketing, and so he was like, we're looking for someone to help with that, too. So part of my job was um, not only doing the leasing side of it, but then yeah. also I ended up taking over the marketing for the complex. And I I went through some – I had struggled a little bit with that um, opportunity. I knew it was a blessing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see it all at the time, but it was hard because I was just like, how do I justify the fact that I spent all this money to go to school? And now here I am working at the front desk of an apartment mm-hmm. complex answering phones. Did they really put you at the front desk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, cause it was a small outfit. So it was like, there's only six of us. Um, and so there's already managers in the other positions at the time. And then I was working the front desk with the other two yep. agents. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it was really rough. We went through similar. We went through similar. Yeah. <laughs> so I spent two years teaching mm-hmm. and then, and I, t- I went from business to teaching cause that was a logic, just a logical next step. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> I just wanted a job. And my, my mom, after I graduated, she was like, you have until August to start paying your bills. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, okay. And for me, I took, I embraced the challenge. I was like, yeah, yeah actually, I don't know. I think, I don't know if it's in Jamaican, Jamaican culture or something, but I, I think she just raised me to, to, to embrace independence. Yeah. And like cut the umbilical cord, start taking care of yourself. That's Jamaican. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got this. Yeah. I'm going to get a job. What? This is nothing. And at the time, I think I had my mind wrapped around being involved in ministry to a degree where I didn't really care about my professional life. I think I told you about that. Um, so I spent two years teaching, hated it, mm-hmm. went through, you know, had anxiety attacks about yeah. teaching. I was like, I don't think this is for me. Kids were rough. It's just not a great intro to the education industry. Mm-hmm. And then moved back home. Mm-hmm. When I moved back home, I was trying to make a career shift into nursing. Yeah. That was the next thing. Yeah. And, um, while I was getting my prerequisites, I was getting odd jobs. I had finally found a job that was actually real legit and stable executive administrative assistant for a healthcare company. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, spent three years, two and a half years, two to three years there. And I just felt like this is not the reason I went to University of Florida and got a bachelor's degree in business yeah. for me to use 3% of my brain right. and to feel like my objective for the day is to ship papers from one angle on the desk to the next angle. <laughs> 
that. Yep. I was like, no, I'm more, I'm creative for more than this. And you kind of go through that whole pride thing of like, yeah, <laughs> I can't even tell people I'm a ministry assistant. <laughs> like all my friends are doing things that are more interesting. Yep. <laughs> when really people are finding other ways of talking about what they do for their work mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, they're putting up their best face, but they're, they had the same positions as us. Yep. You know what I mean? Everyone starts somewhere. Right. So I, I, I went through that, that annoying feeling of like, I literally got a bachelor's degree and came here. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, it it took me a while to adjust and for me to be able to step back and look at the opportunity that was in front of me with me being in that job. And what ended up happening was that the, um, the leasing manager at the time he was getting married and him and his wife were going to be moving. Yeah. So they, um, and I, I ended up doing really well in the position that I was in. Um, and they were like, Allison, like you should think about, stepping into the management position i was like Ooh, you're crazy um no i don't want to be a manager at 26 what's wrong with you <laughs> so well and because part of it was like i knew i was going to be leaving Gainesville at some point mm-hmm. i don't know when was that spelled was that the job that you were at when you left yeah to Tampa. yeah oh wow so um i did end up taking the job but i i was afraid to like commit to things because exactly. i knew that you know, i wasn't going to be there forever yeah. And I think it's just something with like millennials, like we're our brains are like wired to like not like we're non committal. I, I don't know why, but we just are. We have like a two year record. On yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'll give it two years. Yeah. Like if it works out great, if not, I'll just move on to something else. Yeah. So I was very hesitant because I didn't want to put them in a position where they were like expecting me to like be there for five years and then I wasn't. And so I went back and forth about it, prayed about it, talked to friends, and they were just like, Allison, like this is an amazing opportunity. You're going to be able to pay your bills and like take care of stuff. And <laughs> it's an I, yeah. And I, and I just felt like, I felt like I was failing in some sense because I'm like, no, I should be able to do my business now. Like, Cause I was still doing the graphic design company and the magazine on the side. And so I was like, no, I should be able to take this to the next level. I feel like if I take this job, I'm not going to be able to mm-hmm. focus on it and blah, blah, blah. And you know, God had to remind me who gave this to you. I did. Mm-hmm. So if I'm push, putting this other opportunity in front of you, you have to trust me with this other thing over here. Right. That's yeah, going to yeah. be okay. Yeah. And so um, I ended up taking that job, and it was the best decision I could ever have made at the time. Right. Um, I learned so much. I grew a lot, cried some, because people were crazy sometimes. Yeah. But it just really bolstered my confidence again. Yeah. Um, because I was empowered. Yeah. And my boss really empowered me to make decisions to the point where I'm making like business decisions for the property. Like, yeah. I'm, they anything that happened, they didn't they didn't like he was the final decision maker, but they ran it through me first. Yeah. You know, like all the vendors, like they came through me. If I didn't like you, you weren't going in the building. Right. So <laughs> that's cool. You know, it, it was it just became a thing where I like it's like I put on this like this or this like business person woman like yeah, kind of that's what business does. Awake. Mm-hmm. you know, came alive inside of me. And I was like, oh, oh, wow. I know what I'm doing now. And I had started going to the business leaders group at Greenhouse yes. too. So being around all of that, I think just really elevated my confidence yeah. and um, helped me to start even communicating that way. And sharper. Talking. Yeah, I was just way more professional. And, um, you know, by the time I was ready to leave, like it was almost like I had to be pushed out of the job because wow. I didn't, I wasn't quite ready to leave and I had been praying. I was like, Lord, like when it's time for me to leave Gainesville, let me feel it everywhere. Like spiritually, emotionally, mentally, like, cause you know me, I will not move 
unless we like have a thus says the lord moment angel oh, wow. shows up like you know and, like even though i want it it's like no I, I need to know that it's you yeah so um that started to happen yeah. like a year before i actually decided that i was gonna you felt leave. it i started <laughs> feeling it and you know i had become so emotionally invested in like the residents and the people there and all the stuff that I was like, if I leave, things are going to fall apart. If I, you know, they need me. Da, da, da. And then it was God's like, they don't need you. No, they don't. You needed them. And whatever you got from them is done now. We so there it is. yeah, it, it was. And then, you know, him just saying like, I'm going to take care of this place. Like, it's going to be fine. So it was really cool because, um, you know, Danielle Lane, like she was working with me, mm-hmm. um, she came up, I think, the second year that I was there. And then once I left, she took my position. That's cool. So she was a godsend to me because I feel like I was praying for someone that would be able to take care of the place the way that I did yeah. and not um, mess it up. Well, yeah, not mess it up, but just to maintain, like, who the identity that was there. Yeah. And she's done the best that she possibly could do so far with doing that and so it was just really cool that she was able to take that on but I had to really check myself and just be like okay the Lord told you to move now you have no reason to because all the things that you were asking for have been checked off so what's next you know (laughs) so that's how I ended up in Tampa but kind of circling back a little bit when the year that I lost my job and I had started working at the Bartram and all that stuff I was thinking just about identity and just how um, if we could really, the power behind us really getting connected to who we are yeah, and whose we are. And if that could happen, like how amazing yeah. this world could be because there's so many people's problems are because of broken identities. Yeah. Not because, not necessarily because of home life or environment or anything yeah. like that, education, it's broken identities. And so I started, um, I wanted to start an apparel company that was like, it's just going to be an inspirational thing. So I started Courage and I was like, oh, well, mm. um, Courage is about encouraging people to, or inspiring people to be all that they can be and be bold, be brave and be you. And that, that whole phrase, be bold, be brave, became like a very popular saying for like the next two years. So I was kind of mad. I was like, dang, why? Like, like I missed out. Like, and it was my fault though. Cause I was just like, again, like hesitant of like yeah. moving forward, um, but just the whole concept that came from like that idea and um, it kind of carried me, like gave me more confidence to continue to pursue more avenues yeah. of business and to be more open to starting things. And so yeah. um, like after all of that happened and like, this is like 2015 now, I'm like, mm-hmm. I've got all these business ideas in my head. I've got like notebooks full of like mm-hmm. things that I want to do. And I'm like, I never thought I would do that. And so, you know, it, it was just a really cool um, transition. Stopping the call to make sure this isn't stopped. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. There you go. Um, it was just a really cool like transition in the way that yeah. the Lord just kind of like guided me to this path. Yeah. And um, I was working completely by myself for six months before I moved to Tampa. And that was really hard. <laughs> oh. On your business after you quit. After I had quit. Yeah. So, cause I couldn't move to, I couldn't leave my apartment until my lease was up, which is mm-hmm. in June. And so I, um, how was that? How was it? Partrum, you, you no, no, no. I live somewhere else. Like actually a little close to here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it was really hard. I went through another like evolution during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting really awesome coaching from Narika. Yeah. And I know that she was going to the business leaders meeting at that time. Yeah, she was. And so she had started her coaching business and um, was helping several of us go through like a mastermind group. Yeah, I remember that. Well. Oh my gosh. Big up Narika Finlater. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just really cool to have that experience and have her to help me navigate through some of the um, yeah, roadblocks yeah. and mental blocks that I was putting myself in because um, I was so nervous about moving on to this next chapter of my life and not yeah. feeling like I had all of the, like, it's like, I felt like I needed everyone's permission, like to be okay. You know, I Would you think, do you think that was your extra nervous moment as an entrepreneur? I feel like every, every entrepreneur has like key extra nervous moments. Where it's oh, like, yeah. This is what's keeping me from really pursuing this. Yeah. I like, know I need to do it, but it's keeping me. It was, it was, I, I had a lot of anxiety. I spent a lot of time just in prayer and crying and just like seeking the Lord about deal to help me deal with that and reading books on identity and purpose and um and it was it was cool because a lot of even entrepreneurship does have to do with identity as well yeah and I felt like during that time God just really started to reveal things about myself my character um that were really good and some things that were not so good, but he also pointed out where the root was. And so we started dealing with the root of things more than just like the surface level. And it was painful, but um, very, very, very revealing and healthy for me to go through that process wow. um, because I felt like it, it just, even though he showed me the roots, he also reaffirmed who I was. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's been up to me. Like, I'm still learning to accept that. So mm-hmm. be like, okay, God, like, no, this is who you say I am. So yeah. I need to walk in that mm-hmm. and not walk in all this other stuff yeah. Um, yeah. and and be okay with that. So what do you think makes us, like, want to get all of our check boxes checked by other people and, like, before we pursue something? I think some of it is a personality thing because I, I always really admire those people that are, that just don't care. They, they like, you know, you know, like I, they, they could just go and they don't care. Like, but I know for me, like I've always been, um, like one of my love languages is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to me to have that affirmation, yeah. um, from people because especially people that I love, um, it makes me feel more validated and when I don't have it and it's really, really hard sometimes. So like, you know, my parents were not, they were, my mom was really supportive. My dad initially wasn't as supportive. Um, and he, and he's just a very logical thinker. So he's just like, okay, if I don't see the fruit, I don't know like yeah. what's the logic in like leaving your job. It's a good job. Yeah. Why would you do that to go do something? Is he, where... is he the chief breadwinner in your home? No, okay. he's not, but, um, he's, but he's very logical, but he's very logical and you know, he's, yeah. he's Jamaican. So yeah. you're not really creative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just, but he's also not a risk taker. So that, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. for him. It's like, he, d- he couldn't understand the logic in doing that because it's risky. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I had to get past needing his affirmation, Yeah, which is really hard because I'm like me and my dad are pretty close. So yeah. it's like when you don't have that, uh-huh. you know, so it's like getting the permission from your heavenly father to be like, Hey, look like su- this, my permission supersedes what everybody else says. Yeah. And that's, that's <laughs> something I can relate to. I, I think though, I think somehow, somehow after college, between 
between leaving Gainesville and then helping with the greenhouse South Florida church plant, somewhere in those years, I had to get over wanting everyone's approval. Yeah. Not like not like approval addiction, but like healthy approval. I had to even get over that yeah. because I think a lot of life, you as an adult, um, you you have to develop like your own agility about how to make decisions quickly. I think it's part of business skills. It is. It's yeah. like if there's an opportunity in front of you, you will miss it if you were waiting for like five. It's like a it's like a contract. It's like a, this is what I'm in right now. A contract that requires five signatures over a contract that needs just two. Mm-hmm. It's just better to have the two. That's and really run good. What you need because <laughs> if you need five, it's like, are you really not going to take this business deal? Right. Because you need five signatures. Right. But that's like a concrete example. I know it's it's emotionally hard because you want the validation, and I I I I feel you because in college and a little bit after, I felt that way, huh. and now um, I'm really gravitating towards greater inner confidence about like. Once you know who you are and once you become like an expert in knowing what you need and what's good for you, then you can quickly make decisions business-wise without needing like so many, so many opinions, Yeah, you know, because for me, I really start, I mean, starting an investment company, like told no one, Mm -hmm. told no one. I just was like, no, I'm doing it. It's (laughs) done. I, this doesn't have anything to do with life coaching yeah. has nothing to do with what I was, you know, prepared for. I mean, I got a business degree granted, yeah. but I would say being that I was pursuing real estate development, I think it connects there, but I told no one in my circle of friends, I, I purposely did not ask for permission or their opinion yeah. because I was like, some things in life is just about building. <laughs> this is, this is another, another thing. Something is just about like building wealth. Like it's, yeah. it's, I need to eat. Life coaching is not going to get me there necessarily in the first six months of the year. Right. But before that time, (laughs) and I was just super irritated with wanting to go, oh, this was a big deal. I did not want to go back to corporate America. Mm -hmm. I didn't. Mm -hmm. Like, I literally, like, mentally, Allison, I was like, there is a bridge to getting a regular corporate job that I want to completely, like, burn the bridge. (laughs) Okay. And if I have to take a side road and go longer <laughs> to it, then I will. I mean, praise God for the opportunities that corporate America has allowed us. But yeah. I was like, I'm tired of like giving my resume out. That's literally what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, I'm tired of, you know, you know, that feeling you get when you're like, it's not working out. And yeah. you're like, I just I need to do something else. And I was really tempted to send my resume again out there on the marketplace to find something, send it to recruiters. And I just hated that feeling. Yeah. And I was like, why don't I just, whatever I need to do, just find a way to make income for myself so I can do what I want. <laughs> so that was my, that's a little bit of my story. No, that's good. Cause that's where my life is at right now, <laughs> but it's just, it's true because I think that our generation is really changing the conversation and, and just the, the dynamic and the way that people do business and also do work. So mm-hmm. I am grateful that we've had this newfound freedom yeah. and that it's trickled down this because we don't fit the typical mold, you know, yeah. not everybody needs to be a doctor or a lawyer anymore to be successful. Right. And so like, if I can go off and make money doing my own thing, I'd rather do that. I might right. have 10 businesses, but Hey, like, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I think what's funny too, is I remember when I was like trying to explore my own entrepreneurial 
you know, leaning. Mm-hmm. Both my parents are entrepreneurs, by the way, so I come from a family where risk-taking was, like, the norm. Yeah. But we don't, they don't fancy these, they don't have these conversations. Right. Where it's right. like, we're risk-takers. Right. You know? It's like, <laughs> no, we came here from Jamaica, we wanted to make a living. Right. We figure we don't want to work for someone. So yeah, that's what we period. Yeah. But, um, what was I going with that? I think it, it, it I remember trying some multi-level marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure you're familiar with these yeah. businesses, Mary Kay, yes, Beachbody, yes. Um, Vi, you know, all these different things people have done. I tried Mary Kay. I tried uh, Beachbody. tried Mary Kay. I remember going to one of their meetings. This was like a big trigger for me a little bit. It was like, I went to their meeting. They were celebrating all of the different successes of their different members. And a few or a handful of the women who were Mary Kay leaders were like, I left my job as a lawyer to become a Mary Kay consultant. <laughs> They're like, I love my job as a doctor. One particular woman, she's like, I was so done with being a doctor. And I just, I love what Mary Kate does for me. And in my head, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, this is a joke. You, you did what? Yeah. You went through all of that schooling. Yeah. And you telling me. Yeah, you like to go study, sell Mary Kate. Yeah. <laughs> Not trying to undignify the, the, the consultant, yeah. the consultants out there. Yeah. But. I remember just feeling like, you know what, if they can leave what they were sort of academically trying to do to do what yeah. they really want to do, so be it. I yeah. want to do that too. Yeah. So for me, I, I feel like, you know, wealth isn't just hinged on one path of a career or one, you know, one field. I think also being successful in whatever you're like, whatever, like you said, your identity, knowing who you are is super important mm-hmm. to know what you would want to pursue in like starting a business. Because I know for me, I've always had like this inkling for business, just didn't know how it would come out. Yeah. You know, I always thought, well, it has to be, I have to become a manager at a company. Right. Right. You know, I have to be five years in and then become a VP and then become an SVP and hopefully, you know, one day be a CEO yep. or something like that. Yep. So now really... I'm a CEO now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the CEO makes all the decisions. I do make all the decisions. Yeah. <laughs> I do sign all the checks. I started realizing yeah, I, I, be mine, but I, I love the... autonomy too. Yes. Like, I don't like feeling like I need to wake up every morning and go to somebody, sit at a chair yep. and then rent my mind out. Yep. So for, I just, I got tired of that. I hear you. And I, I fell in love with that idea too. I was like, man, like I, I don't have to get right, right now. I can sleep in and this right. is great. And I mean, I, I, I work better at night. So, you do? You know, yeah. So I'll be up, you know, I can't, Girl. I can't do two o'clock in the morning too many times in a row no same here midnight at yeah. least is like my threshold yeah like my cutoff and then you know I'll sleep for six or seven hours and get up and do it again and that's kind of how I figured out that it was time for me to also go full-time because I was literally working 17 hours a day wow like between my full-time job and then coming home and doing yeah. projects yeah for the graphic design company I was up every single night yeah, and, I and it's hard. It's hard. The only time I went to, I would stop working was when I was sleeping. So that was like a trigger for me. I was like, man, like I think it's time for me to go. That's hard. Uh, so how do you like tell me? Because this is what I've been exploring too. Yeah. And she ventures now blog is, and that's kind of why I wasn't able to. You know, sorry, I signed up to like be a contributing a contributing guest on your blog. And- <laughs> It's fine though. I I'm just like, yo, can I contribute to my blog? I have no material. Yeah. And you was like, look, guys, the deadline is coming. Um, but so I basically started blogging art of singleness, mm-hmm. and that blog got hacked by malware. Oh, fine. Down. And I did everything to secure it too. So yeah. it's like it's funny how much it's not even just dependent on what you do to secure yeah. your site. 
it's like you're you gotta pay attention to your 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 hosting person hosting provider. Um, so when the blog went down in end of Jan- end of January of this year, I was like, you know what? That's funny because it goes down right around the time when I was right around the time when I was already considering another website that would encompass my life coaching and just a broader scope of things. And I was like, you know what? Doing two websites, it's going to be too much for me. I'm just going to include all the posts that I have on singleness that I backed up on that site and then include the life coaching material on making quantum leaps and personal change. So it was stuff that I was already going to include in our singleness, but the brand name needed to change. Yeah. I didn't want something that was just so focused on singleness. I wanted something that was talking about like women making uh, the most of their time and, um, you know, making quantum leaps is like the phrase yeah. now. Um, so what was my point? I don't remember. I think I was going somewhere with this. You were. You were talking about... Um... So I was creating I was creating content. Mm-hmm. I guess I was creating content. Why did I bring this up? <laughs> <laughs> I love the habits. I'm like, what? I don't remember what you were talking about right before that. How I didn't, wasn't able to write for you. You were talking about... I wasn't even talking about resumes and not having to answer anyone, and then we went on a tangent. I guess I'm just giving you my journey. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I started Sheep Ventures now mm-hmm. in January as well. I started, I incorporated, I not incorporated, registered the business in January. Mm-hmm. I haven't yet put together the DBA for Sheep Ventures Investments, mm-hmm. but that's that's that real estate handle. And Sheep Ventures now is the life coaching one, so it includes the singleness posts. But now I'm creating posts on career change lifestyle redesign yeah uh business startup it'll include a fourth one but it's not going to be up anytime soon yeah uh, on real estate getting into real estate yeah um and that's just the part of me that's like big on wealth like yeah. we should learn how to build wealth you know yes, that's like a, yes. something, something that's, that's uh kind of uh stirring in me is talking yeah. from a from and not just from like a everybody wants money standpoint no. but more of like no but like let's think long term right. you know what's What's, what are holistic ways we can better our money handling abilities and you know, what do the rich do that we're not doing? Exactly. So I have been trying to steadily create content in a way that I, that that's natural for me. And so doing interviews has become a really natural way of doing research yeah. to feel like I learn a lot from conversations and I'm also an external processor. So like, I've always been wanting to like interview you, <laughs> um, you Robin, um, gonna include a podcast in there much like I did with Art of Singleness. Yeah. And and it's a broader scope. So I've done a lot of interviews on singleness. Now I really love I'm talking about career change and business startup with you. Mm-hmm. And I think for me the biggest thing is I really want to put out content that help millennials embrace the angst with making such big changes yes. in your life. Yes. Because I think sometimes the moment we feel anxiety we think we're doing something wrong. Yeah. And we think, well, I should have peace in my life. So it's like, no, don't make so much changes. And right. really, and I think there's to a degree, I admire people, just like you said, I think this book is like, yeah. The, you were talking about like liking people who don't care. Mm-hmm. Like there's people, and some of them are not Christian. Some of them are, that are just like deuces. I don't care anybody saying, I'm doing this. Right. I'm trying to live my life. Right. <laughs> um, and sometimes I think being so involved in church or ministry or being a leader or just being churched. You can feel like this is the box that you need to live in. Yes. And if you are going to be in this box and being amongst this pe- these people, you've got to find ways to fit in. Yeah. As a po- and so what happens is I think 
the freedom I found, even in my prayer life, but also just connecting to God with the fact that like I have a heritage of entrepreneurship with my family, yes. being Jamaican, yes. whatever. Yeah. It's like, and, and that I love autonomy. I love creativity. Like I feel like parts of me was dying. It sounds really dramatic, but when I was working at a corporate job and my hours were constrained yes. and like things that I wanted to do yes. were constrained. Things were not in my job description or the energy I was putting to my job was automatically depleting from doing my own thing. Yeah. Cause you, you committed these hours to this job. So I, you know, I just found like so much freedom and it's, it's really impacted my view of God, like being an entrepreneur and embracing it, like, realizing that we have had this freedom all along you know no one said you couldn't do graphic design you couldn't do you know creating your magazine no one said that you didn't have to even go through all of those different steps like I, I felt like I had to there's some times where I felt like well I need to be small like I can't I just I need to be so small yeah. not you know what I mean don't it's, buy enough money that you can choose right yeah and it's, it's I'm realizing little by little like no, and it's this book really has impacted me and it's kind of fed into the vision of She Ventures Now. It's U Squared and it's all about just quantum leaps. Like mm. you don't have to make incremental eventual steps towards changing. Like yeah. you can totally go from A mm -hmm. to Q. You don't have to feel like you have to go to A, B, C, D, E, F, D in your in your like steps to success. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I think we've been trained academically to go from like ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade. Right. No, no, no. You could go from ninth to college yeah. because you can just change you yeah. can just and in some ways you know it's funny it's like at ninth grade we probably could have taken college other courses and done fine right. but you know what i mean that's some not the natural progression no that's not course. yeah that's not you know you're right you know you can go from receptionist to ceo of your own consulting firm right because <laughs> if you know how to do something you can do it at a, a, a great you know you can do it on your own time i was and it one of the things that really helped me too was listening to a lot of audiobooks from like um business people yeah i was i listened to girl boss um with sophia amorosa okay i haven't read it yet but... it's so good oh really you will love it like i mean she was talking about being a receptionist this girl's like 21 22 years old yeah working in the, the at the as a security uh, person for a museum yeah. on their college campus that she had quit. <laughs> she wasn't in school anymore. She quit school. Oh, and she was going, I think she was going to school for like photography or something like completely different than what she ends up mm -hmm. doing, she's doing now. And like started like selling vintage stuff on like, <laughs> MySpace and like, and then she started doing it on eBay and like hated her job tremendously. And she had to get some surgery done. So as soon as she got the surgery done, she quit her job wow. and then started like um, really focusing on doing the uh, selling stuff on eBay. Yeah. And she's like, because she, she saw other people do, selling vintage goods and she's like, I know how to find this stuff and get it for really cheap prices. And I could, I could do this and sell it for like way more than what they were doing. Wow. So she saw an opportunity and just like went for it and was just like, forget all those other people that yeah. said you're supposed to do this that, or the other. And I just admire her like just gusto. Yes. Sense you stole the word. Like, yes. Do that. And one, not care. And yeah, she went through all the same anxiety cycles and things that we went. But I mean, if she hadn't taken that leap, her company wouldn't made, have made like a million yeah. dollars in like the first three years. Girl, that's like, what I'm talking about. Like right now, <laughs> even kind of my beginning stages as a real estate investor. Yeah. I'm starting off as a wholesaler right now. Yeah. But my, my ultimate goal is to become an investor rehabber and do development. 
But, you know, so much of me feels like, oh, I'm not ready. I need to get my degree first. I need to go through so many different, you know, so many different workshops with enough books. And really, at the end of the day, if you just have basic business skills, which is really like, you know, math, like basic math. Yeah. (laughs) You can do it. You, anybody can do this. Anybody can do it. It's not, it's not. It really isn't calculus. And yeah. I don't know why we had to take these classes in trigonometry. I, I didn't take calculus. That I Girl, I did. Pre-calc, I'm out. Done. <laughs> but I, I don't know. It's, um, it's really, really crazy. I have to go to school. Yeah, I never know. We totally do. That's all for now, friends. If you'd like to get updates on new episodes, articles, products, and coaching services to help you make quantum leaps and personal change, sign up for our newsletter at sheventuresnow.com slash updates.